Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Always a cloudy Yo, day. Yo, we are laboring on Labor we Day. We are laboring on Labor Day. And if you are a self-employed <laughs> entrepreneur, you understand the pains of laboring through holidays that you are meant to have off if you worked for anybody else. But and y'all know I ain't shit. I can't wait to leave the studio. We gonna go have a little Baby. buy a little drink. Baby, all of my emails are getting sent out tonight. Of course they so are. So I can be at the top of everyone's inbox in the AM. Of course. Welcome guys to another episode of See The Thing Is Podcast. I'm your girl Mandy B or not. And I'm Bridget Kelly. And we yes. are here to share our usual grown honest and slightly toxic takes with y'all i know that's right on this fine monday tuesday i mean at this point all the days all the days are blended into each other we're we're coming off of a holiday weekend so all the days are just blending into each other if you're sitting at your desk or in your car we're happy to be back with y'all man we are happy to be back i'm happy to be back in new york i know i don't know why y'all I thought six days in Vegas made any fucking sense. <laughs> like, I was supposed to leave on Thursday, and my homie pulled up and was like, why don't you just stay? And I was like, you know what? Why not? Um, and I don't even know why I did. But I ended up talking to Bridget while I was out there because... So Vegas used to be a place I went every other month at one point because yeah. my best friend used to live out there. Yeah, And so... It was, I was like, you know, I've done Vegas a lot. Like, I could be out here. Baby, the inflation and what is giving out there in Vegas. Y'all, let me tell y'all. You um, sent me a picture of first the off, cost. First off, I posted the picture. Because I couldn't I believe it. I posted the picture. I couldn't believe y'all, it. Y'all, I was thirsty, laid out in my motherfucking room. And I was like, damn, it was like 6.45. The shop downstairs had uh, closed because I could check it on the tablet when everything closed. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck, it closed at 6. And a bitch was thirsty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. I just, I had stayed at the Bellagio mm-hmm. and we realized late that the Bellagio was charging $22 to 
for a Fiji water. And bitch, we found that out after we done already drank four. But it was on her, it was on her company. So we said, bitch, if your company ask you about these waters, just be like, they should have told you in the manual before they booked your goddamn room not to drink the water. Goddamn. So I'm like, I already know she got charged $100 in water. So I'm like, all right, well, I stayed the, my last part of the trip at the Aria. And I was like, let me, let me see how much they charging for the water here. How much was it? Baby, it was $25.75. And like, like me, being thirsty and being lazy, bitch, <sighs> I fought with myself for a little bit, but I ended up drinking it. But I want to tell y'all the other prices. Coca-Cola. $14.75. Dasani water, which I ain't never worried about being sponsored by Dasani. Y'all know Dasani water tastes like bath water. No, it that, tastes like toilet water. Which is You know how you smell? <laughs> you know how you can you walk into a public bathroom and you can smell the water from the toilet? I don't know what toilet water tastes like, I'm assuming based on the smell. <laughs> no. When you walk into a place, it doesn't matter where it is. Probably you know what you know where's the best place to where you can smell how nasty the toilet water is? Oh, where? The airport. Yeah, so Dasani tastes like airport toilet water. Airport toilet water. That's what it smells like. Too. And they was charging fifteen seventy five for that. Red Bull was fourteen seventy five, and a Perrier was also fourteen seventy five. The Fiji water for one liter was twenty five seventy five. I ended up paying for it, but it was nuts. Like my first day there, I went and got a coffee and a pastry thirty one ninety seven. And this is how y'all know I ain't shit. I'm looking at the prices of everything, and I'm like, it used to not be. It used to not do this. Right. It used to not do right. this. At that level, though, too. Twenty-five seventy-five for one bottle of water is fucking crazy. Well, one of the other things that I talked to you about that I wanted to bring up, which was so odd to me, and this is where I blame the corporations, right? Um, everyone was like, not kind of begging, but pointed out that they wanted tips. So I would go to a counter. <laughs> I would go to just a counter where it's just like, this is a counter, like, Say you were at a gas station. I'm doing like convenience store shopping, and when I'm checking out, it's automatically giving me 18%, 20%, and 22% tip to somebody that's just ringing me up. There was no service. So I'm thinking, we tip for service. No, every single thing that you did asked for a tip, even to the point where we, we all had afternoon flights on Thursday. And so we checked in our luggage. The whole bellman guy gave us a whole breakdown on how the people that take the luggage isn't the same people that retrieve so they were pretty much expecting people to tip to drop off and tip to pick up their bags excuse me y'all need to take what? this up with y'all need to take this up with the goddamn hotel casino wherever y'all working at that does that but then in atlanta and this is where we had a whole conversation about this fucking bullshit ass economy that we live in Apparently in Atlanta, there are restaurants that are auto-gratting, auto charging an automatic 2% charge, and on the receipt, it's showing employee benefits. So companies that aren't even going, and I don't even know what employee benefits are for part-time or tipped employees, it doesn't make sense, but it's automatically charging people 2%, and it's based under their employee benefits. So if anyone in Atlanta knows wow. why this 2% is being charged to employee benefits as, say, a restaurant or places that I know because I worked in hospitality, mm -hmm. we don't get employee benefits. Like, when you work as... And here I'm going to break down for, for some of you guys who, who may not know. When you work as a tipped employee, your wage is normally the tipped employee wage. So that doesn't even have to go on the state or federal mandate of minimum wage, which is, I think, still $7.25 in some places. 
you can be making like two dollars and eighty five cents an hour. And then you you depend on your tips, which is also fucked up because if you get fired, if you're not someone like most people who make, you know, their money in tips, if you don't claim those tips, good luck trying to get unemployment or anything because it's only showing you made so fucking little bit of money. Like, I remember my checks used to be like $24 for like two weeks. It would be nothing. So it was just really interesting, A, to see the prices of what everything was. Like, I even met a family in a pool and they were like, um, yeah, so we went to this restaurant. They shared everything. Wow. They split the appetizer, they split the entree, and they split the dessert. Oh, my God. And that was their meal. Like, they split because it was just so expensive. Um, I mean, I've said that all the time. To me, I don't, I'm not a Vegas fan. Yeah, you're not. I'm, I'm not trying a Vegas to get us fan. to go. We I mean, do, we, I would, gotta I could, go. I could can do it for next... two, it's a two-day city for me. So let's I could go, do two days. Let's we could go do a next weekend. month. We could do a weekend. unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the Usher concert. Okay. But I did get to party with his ass after, so okay. that was cool. Okay. Uh, linked up with Estelle. Did you see uh, the video that what, I sent video? you? What video? There was some live performance of him freestyling a song. Oh, no. Wonderful. I already know. I saved it. You gotta send it to me. You gotta send it to me. Oh, wait. The I Ain't Gonna Hold You? thing that you sent me in the radio? Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's at now, so we oh, can't I'm, play it. I'm about to send it but to you, right? do you now. want me to play it? I want you to play it, because I was in my car while right, Mandy are you was sure in Vegas. It's a, a freestyle? I, I think it is. I've never heard that as a song. Was it over music? Yeah. Yeah? It's in, it's in our chat. It's in our Instagram chat. I sent it and I saved it. Because well, I couldn't believe oh. it. I said, oh. No, nah, he was this? great. He was great. I said, I've never heard this by Usher. What is this song? I see it's only showing in yours. It's not. Oh, let me see if this there plays. It, is. it should. Let's see if this plays. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. We gotta use this as a drop. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah. I ain't even gonna hold you. Yeah. It's, it's crazy because. I have a song called I Ain't Gonna Hold You for Freshly Squeezed Later. <laughs> Jeezy is back making music and it's called I Ain't Gonna Hold You. I'm here By for it. By the way, I need to get my motherfucking credits for some I Ain't Gonna Hold You. Some of y'all owe Mandy about 5% Listen, on some of these, I okay? Go, you owe my own a couple points. I ain't gonna hold you, bitch. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, partied with Usher on Wednesday after his party, which was great. Um, got to see Maya perform live oh. on Saturday, which Maya, y'all, not only still looks phenomenal, I've never seen her perform live. She's giving vocals? She gave vocals, bitch, at a pool party. I don't know what type of sound check they even did, but her, she sounded exactly like, Angel, you're mine. Of course, she didn't sound like that. But I was like, damn, bitch, you sound good. Um, Got to finally check Big Sean's residence. Yes. At Dre's. Uh, He's also just great. And I'm just like, damn. What, can we get some new Big Sean music? Like, he dropped so many fucking, and, and yes, I'm going to call them classics, but it, like, brought me back to an era. I think when a person can get he up. He definitely had a, he was, bro, he definitely had a, a real. 2011 to 2013, yeah. that run was nuts. That run was absolutely nuts. So, it was cute. It was a good time. It was a, it was a good time. It was a good time. I'll never spend that long in Vegas Ever again in my life. Yeah, nah. Um, Two day city for me. And the way that heat was heating, oh. y'all, I ain't gonna hold you. Fuck all y'all that like summer. It's not even given what y'all summer think it be given. Summer in Vegas is not the same but as no, summer sum- anywhere else. Summer period. Fuck it, bro. I don't even know if y'all see it. If y'all watching on the YouTube, y'all, y'all wanna judge me? This is a pumpkin spice palette from Too Faced. And I bought it because it was pumpkin spice. It's cute. Thank you, friend. 
And I was like, oh, is this doing too much that I want a pumpkin spice makeup palette? Pumpkin spice coffee, pumpkin spice uh, muffin. Well, it's actually the pumpkin and cream cheese at Starbucks, which thank you, Starbucks. Uh, thank you, Starbucks, for finally bringing the pumpkin bike. Um, what is your problem, bro? And you know I got pumpkin beer at the house. This is very white. You this can't, is a lot okay. of white no, activity. No, 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 no. So this is why it's not white. Let me talk to you real quick. Pumpkin is actually a spice, and it's a flavor. And the whites, they don't really be doing no seasoning. They don't be doing no spice nothing. So you think your pumpkin spice was seasoned? I, it's a spice. White people don't have spices. So, pumpkin, yeah. Pumpkin is a spice. Are you sure about that? No, but it's if, if it's a spiced pumpkin, that's giving cultured. It's giving, it's giving black. <laughs> if anything, it's spice. Okay, maybe it's giving Latina. I don't know, but it's a spice fucking pumpkin, bitch. White people don't be spicing so up is nothing. It, so what is the flavor that comes with pumpkin that's spicy? What is Girl, the... I need to go hold you. It'd be like the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the probably brown sugar, all the shit that technically we put in our sweet potatoes. So it's given black. Except that we don't do it with pumpkin, we do it with sweet potatoes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, maybe because pumpkins don't grow wherever we really from. So basically pumpkin spice is appropriation because pumpkin is white as fuck. <laughs> don't do this. We're not going to do this. You finish or you not? How is your motherfucking... How is your weekend? Well, week, because I ain't seen you since oh last, my since last God. Monday. I know, because you left. You were you just Sorry, abandoned friend. me. Sorry, friend. Sorry. Um, my week was sensational, actually. I got to say... Bitch, that's white. I had a you great... sensational. Ma'am, future... The future <laughs> meme, sensational, has, went viral. <laughs> okay, we not, right. That's not white. You're sensational. Right, future, right. future has, has from reclaimed that. <laughs> um, right, go ahead. <laughs> no, I really... I had a fucking great week. I okay. went to see... Um, I went to see Serena Williams at the U.S. Open. Congratulations. Can we insert a round of applause We got to insert a round go of applause. Yes. Gun, gunshot. Boom, boom. Oh. A Nate dog hook for her seawalk. Like, we just... <laughs> Serena Williams uh, played play, she played twice last week she she won on Wednesday which is the match that I went to and then she lost on Friday um, and I was so happy I got well, she to lost, see her I think, win with her sister as well yes they hadn't they hadn't played with each other in like four and a in half five a years long time. so I'm not that didn't surprise me actually okay. that, that they that they didn't really advance together but um, I was really happy I got to see her win her in her last win right um, because I think. Had had she lost that match, number one, we all I would have been in shambles. I would have just been bawling, crying, and boohooing <laughs> the whole time. But also, um, it's just it's great because the the interview that she did after her win was basically just about not having anything to prove. It being the first time in her career since 1999, she said Jesus. that she was able to play without a target on her back. Wow. So she didn't feel like any, like there's well, nothing. The, the pressure was gone. She knew this was yeah. her last time. But also she's so, she's so decorated that at this point there's, there some... is nothing to prove. Like nobody's going to come no. and take, there's nothing to take from her at Bro, this point. Look up her stats. I saw some dumb win-loss stat where it was like she's won 800 and something matches and only lost like 100. Yeah. Like, but the numbers, yeah. I'm like, she's so the great out of like a thousand matches. She's the greatest athlete losing of all less than 10%. time. Which yeah. to me is which which is such an incredible yes. and I, I've never been to it. I've never seen her play. Like I've never been to a Serena Williams tennis match until this this game. So I was I party really, with her. She's that was great. me too. At well, so and one of my friend my friend is her my friend is her stylist. Shout out to Keisha. Um yes. her stylist and one of her very good friends. And so we went and got to got to watch the match. I got to see it with her and you know, as as it's the other beautiful thing to see is that it's not, it's not, it's still not regular. Like mm. some like witnessing greatness at that level 
is is not regular and it's not regular to anyone it's not lost on anyone especially people that have been around it for years or anybody else it's like the family members that are there the friends that are there it's never there's never a mo- there's never a a moment where any of these any of these memories are taken lightly any of right. these like really super monumental moments are taken for granted and that was something that I really thought was great because I think you know being in an industry like sports or entertainment so much of that is fleeting, right? And and I watched two documentaries this weekend, and we're going to get to it later. Um, one was the N1 documentary and then yes. the, the Manti Teo <laughs> doc as well. Um, but just understanding the magnitude of, number one, discipline to be a professional athlete, and and two, just the, the level of passion that you have to have in order to perform. I don't, like, you, you would not be able to perform at the level Serena Williams mm-hmm. has performed at for the last 20-plus years without really loving it the way that she does. Valid. And so I think there's a lot to be said about even that and how watching someone who's in, whose career is so much about and whose life has been so much about this passion, for her to be able to say, uh, this is cool, but I'm going to evolve past this. is like, bitch, do you know how much... <laughs> right. Do you know what you just did here for so many people, for so many kids, for so many young black girls, for so many, for so many people in general... And I saw somebody, somebody tweeted something like, well, you know, we could argue about Tom Brady. And somebody was like, I, I, Tom Brady never had a C-section. So y'all got to relax. Ooh. And, it, and it, just, it just reminded me that women, black women are just the absolute, uh, the, the epitome of overcoming adversity and overcoming mm-hmm. obstacles and championing and championing other women and other people beyond what they faced. And I just think that's there's so much beauty behind that. So my that that was like the highlight of my week was getting to see Serena. Um and then I ran my 10 miles on Saturday. Which, Come on, 10 miles. Can we get a round of applause for that as which well? Which was <laughs> really tough. Um but I, a couple of weeks ago I ran 10 miles and I was falling apart. But you also I, I remember how you said you felt after I think you ran six or seven. I ran six and I had and you to were walk. like, how am I gonna do ten? So like to hear that you now completed. So 10, I've completed ten. Amazing. I've completed Let's ten. Go, bitch. Um, which felt really good. And then again, I'll watch you. And I definitely. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, listen. That's that's why they have the app, sis. So you could literally I see know. where I'm at on the app and be like, oh, she gonna be here in ten minutes. Let me get my let, let me get my my hot toddy and go let downstairs. Me go walk across the street. Um. So no. So it's I. I'm looking forward to it, and I think every week. Um. Every week has been just a new a new challenge. The, after the ten miles, though, I definitely had um what feels like, and you know, you gotta you gotta Google and WebMD all the things when you start to feel a little funny, especially when you get to my age. Sounds like I'm no, old I'm as done, fuck, I'm but I'm done not. doing that. Says the Why way do you still do it? Every still time, Google and WebMD? WebMD only tells you you're dying. You're right. dying, Web- you're pregnant, or you're Web- 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 like, literally, WebMD Web- is going to tell you, like, yeah, so the side effect of what you're experiencing actually actually induces cancer. cancer. And you're like, <laughs> bro, stay off of WebMD, dog. So I have a strained, I have a little bit of a strained calf, and it's fine because it's it's just, I've been icing it, hot bath, icing, just okay. going back and forth with the heat and ice treatments and then elevating it, of course. So I did absolutely nothing on Sunday, which was exactly what I needed. Um... But then I went to this movie. I had some shrooms over the weekend and went to this movie the called fact that, bruh, 3000. Not you to go to the movies. First of all, I would just like to say for <laughs> we go, uh, my my boyfriend and I go to the movies all the time. We love the movies. Um it's the whole experience. It's the theater, it's the sounds, it's all oh, I love I love being in the movie theater. Um it's a great escapism for me. So this weekend was National Movie Day. Saturday was National Movie Day. So um, why do you know this? In a lot of theaters, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> so in a lot of theaters, the movies were three dollars, right? So it didn't occur to me, and this is my this is my 
first first world privilege. It didn't occur to me how many people cannot afford to go to the movies as often as I go to the mm. movies. Especially at regular, in New York. At regular price in it's New York. $21. So I, I, we get to the theater and it's basically free. A $3 movie is basically free. Um, and it was packed. So many people. It was just a lot. It was a lot of, it was just a lot. It was a lot of kids. It was a lot of older people. It was a lot of people that you could tell were not anybody that frequented the movies very often. And so it was really packed. But the, excuse me, the movie itself was so brilliant because one, it's it's a British film, <clears throat> which I enjoy. I always I always love a little a little, a little uh, international international foreign film. We know, but it's a British film. And you know, I ain't I and, ain't with it. And it's it's with Idris Elba and T, uh, Tilda Swinton. And um, for those of y'all who don't who don't know who Tilda Swinton is, you should do your googles because she's brilliant. Um, I'll do my googles. But <laughs> it the base basically it's about her. She's a she's a narratologist, which means she studies the stories and the histories of things. I was gonna guess that. And the Latin root. Being narrow, like narrative. Yeah, I was gonna get the Latin root being narrow. <laughs> I bet you that's the. Latin. You know what's so crazy? She's from Florida. <laughs> she said that, and I thought she was gonna. I thought I thought narrow was like narrow, but with no, her accent. Narrow, crazy. Don't, don't do that. So, <laughs> so she's a narratologist. She discovers this gin who's a, a genie, and oh, I like genies. And and Idris Elba, but it's not like it's not like Kazam, it's not like Shaq. Bitch, I was Kazam. going to. The... It's not Shaq Kazam. So it's genie. not Will Smith in nah, Aladdin. No, it's, it's not definitely your... not Will Smith in Aladdin. Praise Wait, God. So, but Idris was the genie. Idris, Idris was the genie. Why did he keep and, making genies black though? And his fine ass wife was in this film too. She really? had she had a minimal role, but she just seeing her, I was like, oh, that's Idris' wife. Wait, did Idris have a vest on? No. Oh, so they tried it. We know nah, genies wearing no, a little glitter vest. He had no shirt on the oh, whole no shirt. time. Bitch. It was no shirt. So, oh, and was tall as fuck. Idris Ooh. did the fuck out this role. So, Ooh. it was interesting because she's a narratologist. She studies all these stories. And because she was so obsessed with all these stories, she just was completely, you know, content with the life that she had built for herself. Because that was where she got her fix, where life and love were concerned, or passion or adventure was concerned. She was able to, like, receive all that stuff through reading and through studying and so on and so forth. So of course he presents her with these three wishes, and she's like, "I don't have my heart doesn't have any desires. Like, what does that mean?" And he's like, "That's very sad and also not true." And so part of the movie, the first half of the movie, is him telling his story about how he has survived all these years is because he he has you know lived a life that was fulfilling but also painful. And I, the whole time, of course, I'm sitting there on shrooms in the movie theater, and I'm like, "Yo, what would my three wishes be? Like, what would my wish?" What would my wishes be like? And they, of course, there's rules and laws around it. Like you can't wish for immortality. You can't wish. For, I don't even. I don't. Think you can't I would wish even for more. You can't wish for more wishes. You can't. Um, well, no. I think it's like yeah. you can't wish to be the. Like you can't wish to turn into the genie. Like you can't wish to become that. That the genie. Um, so it was just. It was a couple things that like some rules around it. And I thought about it. And I'm. I, and I'm still thinking about it. Like I don't know what my three wishes would be. Oh, and the other trick was. He wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't really your heart's desire. So even though, so, you couldn't waste a so wish. Like you though, couldn't waste it. Even though it. we spoke about this, yes, yesterday, yes, you still have not thought of your three wishes. I think I, I think I have. I think I have two. Give me your two. I think I have two. Um, one of them would be to heal people completely of terminal illness by touching them. That's okay. one. I would want to heal people. So you want to be God. 
Yeah, that's that's one. <laughs> uh, basically. Okay, okay. Um all right. Because I because I know too many like I've heard know too many people that have suffered from the loss of family members from cancer, from uh diabetes, from heart attacks, from things like that. I would want to just be able to like just touch you one time and boom, leukemia gone. Um that's one. And the other thing would be um to be able to I would love to to be if there was a way to go back in time and redo a couple things differently and redo them better without changing the course of I was about to I'm say at. yeah because if that was possible yeah like because there norm, are but normally and you know it's cuz I watch a lot of CP yeah. movies but when you go back and change anything in the past it normally court like changes all of humanity the way we know it right like it changes other people's lives it changes your life like right. there's no really way to go back and past in the past without changing what the present looks like like i think there's certain like there's certain things i wish i would have said to defend myself better in situations there's certain things i wish i would have said to other people that would have in interactions or in arguments where i wish i i wish i hadn't said that there's things and i and it and it put me on this like spiral of like all of these things in my life that i would change mm. and i couldn't believe how many there were you know what's crazy i got a tattoo that says uh regret nothing and it's actually the only tattoo i regret but <laughs> <laughs> it's right here and i'm just trying to think about a motherfucker to, to cover this bitch up but but i do try to live with very few regrets Yes. Like, even though there's things in my life that I'm not fully, like, happy of, like, the idea of thinking of woulda, shoulda, coulda, but yeah. didn't, mm -hmm. like, completely is just like, no. Like, I mean, I think about all of even the, like, I, I interviewed and went all the way and applied uh, for Delta as a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. I was, like, 23 or 24. And even as I fly, you know, I fly a lot, and I'm like, damn. What if I would have became a flight attendant? And even that, right, almost immediately leaves my mind because I just know, had I been a flight attendant, I wouldn't have gone back to college. Right. I wouldn't have started this pod. I, right. There's no way if I were a flight attendant at 23 years old, I'd be in the exact place that I am now. And I take where I'm at now over whatever other paths mm. that definitely could have been set forth for me. So even though it wasn't an easy road getting here, I don't think... Every time I literally get on a plane, I, I think of it for a quick second and I'm like, nah. Like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I did any of those other things. And so... But I think that's I think that's a great place to be if you're happy with where exactly where you've landed. I think there's more of us that are not happy with where we've landed than we realize. But that's where, to me then, that's not where you live in the past on, right. well, I should have done this. Right, it's, right. okay. How do I change this now looking forward? How do I change this now looking yes. forward? Yes. And that's where I told you I'm at in therapy, where I always think towards the future. And where I'm happy right now, mm. I'm like, I know what shit I'm not going to do. Because, yeah. bitch, I already did it. So to me, there's still a blessing in at least being able to acknowledge yeah. whatever I did back then didn't work. So let me think of right now what I can do to make sure that, I'm in, happen again. that I'm in a position yeah, that I want to yeah. be later. I already know my three wishes, because I got all three. Go ahead. Talk the to one me. would be... Uh, to be able to blink and be wherever I want to be. I love yeah, to travel. That's a good one, actually. The I, I love to travel, the teleporting. I Sometimes I, I miss out being with my friends because of distance. Sometimes I want to do things, and the cost of these flights and the jet fuel and these fucking yeah. pilots being on strike yeah. is like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, so I would want to do that. One of the other things I would really, really like to do um, is have the skill and ability 
to talk and communicate and write in every language. Mm. Um, it's one of the things that bothers me the most in traveling. Like, I hate having the difficulty of understanding accents. Right. I hate feeling like everyone should speak English because I know it's an ignorant way of thinking, mm -hmm. but I hate when people don't speak English. So I would want to communicate in in every language, mm -hmm. written verbally, all of that, like to the top of, of, the, of the forest. Um, and then, I would want I would want the people that are intertwined with me to really know my heart. Mm. And I, I was I was mixed between that. I was like, maybe I want to read everyone's mind. Mm. Like, so it was between that and then I actually would just want the people around me to like feel that whatever I'm I'm doing, there's good intent. There's no malice. There's like, because I think it's misconstrued, especially yeah. in industry, in friendships. Like, um, like I was, I'm gonna share that story. I'm gonna share this story later because I don't want to make it recent. Okay. But there's a story and I'll tell you after okay. here. Okay. And I'll bring it back to the pod. But I actually just spoke my mind to a friend recently and they like took such offense to it. Oh my God. Oh, we got to talk about it after. Oh and I gosh. was just like, I was just like, damn, so now I can't be honest with people. Mm. And we'll talk about it, but that's why I said we got to talk about the Sandman. Yes. In depth, yes. Uh, based on that one specific episode. Yes. But no, I, I, when you asked me those three wishes, I was like, bitch, I would have mine. And again, I think all of that would bring me more money. Yeah. Because I don't think I would wish for money right now. Like, I, I mean, think I, think, I have the ability to keep making money as I think, long as I, I keep... I think I would wish to, to just have... Um, to just have what I what I want, which is interesting because I don't think that that's a num that's a number, it, right? Which to me is like I would love to be able to just like the freedom to go to travel somewhere else, but that also yeah, the things that you wish for are not things that are that are money based. What's interesting too though is how many people because in the like in the movie, spoiler alert, um, there is a moment where she wishes where she wants to wish for love and she realizes like that defeats the whole purpose then it's not love then what i'm wishing for isn't love then no not if you're wishing for it it's not real no and so but that also love is <clears throat> and that's the thing too with those rules right when we think of certain words mm -hmm. love is something that is so subjective oh yeah into what it means even yes. like I, I i saw this couple talking about what marriage and love meant yeah. and how love to a lot of women is butterflies and it's actually not it's a lot of other things butterflies but besides the butterflies in your <laughs> not butterflies being when anxiety. I think about, but like I, all the times <laughs> i've been in love it was never butterflies butterflies is stress to me butterflies is anxiety butterflies is indigestion I'm butterflies not, no, feels like indigestion. Stop being something old, is bitch. wrong no, something is wrong not. something is wrong i don't like it no it's not oh, oh bitch. No. i ain't even gonna tell y'all how we ate at some restaurant in motherfucking vegas and I had to buy some gas X. What a segue. No, <laughs> we went yo, from, so she going to tell me I'm old but bitch, for saying butterflies is stressful know, and anxiety. You know and she's like, well, then I had to go buy gas X at the restaurant. You know how embarrassing it was? <laughs> bitch, we went to the fucking Usher after party at this fucking thing. And they go through your prices in Vegas. And they went to pull out. They tried to, they did make me throw away my gas X. Because like, they probably thought it was Molly. But I said, it's the chewables <laughs> look. It's the, like yes, it was the chewables, and they made me fucking. Uh, so you got the so you got the child you got the childish version of, of the old people medicine. Bitch, it was the one that was the cheapest. <laughs> and you know what, what? What we're not gonna do is talk about how I eat pills, <laughs> and they were because it was chewables. But baby, the way my stomach goes, like, ooh, bitch, I can't even walk. <laughs> that can't have me in a chokehold, bitch. <laughs>
and not fart? And not, <laughs> bitch, walking around like, boop, boop. and I was glad that the motherfucking club was loud because they couldn't hear none of the gas I was passing. But I, it wasn't stank gas. It was just the that shit was rumbling, bitch. Rumbling. I was like, bitch, it was something oil. It was something. Not something in the oil. We had this like noodle restaurant shit. It was something <sighs> in the oil, auntie. Anyway, let's get look. What a great way to get into our grown portion of the pod. Very grown. Uh, very, goddamn, very talk grown. about gas sex. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, we're gonna start off. Uh, which I'm so mad I was invited to mm. Made in America. Oh. Uh, for any of y'all in the fucking Upper East region, everybody and their mamas was at Made in America this yes. weekend. Including Rory and Maul. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to Rory and Maul. Yes. Shout out to uh, B-Dot and Elliot Wilson, who were also there. Mm-hmm. Um, was supposed to go. Antoinette invited me, and I was like, bitch, I'm still in Vegas. Um, but uh, Jasmine Sullivan was awarded uh, her gold plaques. Love that. Which was amazing. Um, but I wanted to get into something. Of course, there was all the performers. Bob Boney. Uh, was one of the performers. Who was the other? Oh, Burna Boy, uh, my husband. Ooh. And I was so far. Girl, Larry June, you know who my husband is, bitch. Don't act, don't say who. Like, I just got a whole bunch of husbands. Everybody know Larry June was a little light-skinned ass is my husband. In my mind, y'all, I do not know that man. I just follow him on the gram. She does not want to be married ever, so. I don't, but that's why he my husband. He my future ex-husband, baby daddy. Wow. And I don't even want kids, so we gonna share. We <laughs> gonna we gonna share like a Frenchie or something together. That's what the that's what the rich people do. They, they share little, dogs. They got they little. Dogs. They got they share dogs. Joint custody. With you know dog. what I mean? Yes. Um, I was gonna play this clip though mm-hmm. because uh we had our our uh we, see the thing is was present without Bridget and I uh but I made sure to get like some insight on mm-hmm. what was going on and there were like two three artists total that didn't end up making their set. For whatever reason, there were wow. they they claimed travel okay. uh, was the reason, okay. but one person who took to their social media was Kodak Black. Oh, um, he pretty much went on a rant because he showed up so late that he missed his set, and he got on Instagram to say that he believes that he should have still been able to perform even though he was late. So, um, this actually connected to another thing that went viral on Twitter this week where this girl did a whole TikTok and referenced something called time blindness. And in this time blindness, she starts getting ready at 1.18 to be somewhere by 5 o'clock with her friends. And the premise of the video is pretty much asking for grace for the late friend. Now... We all got late friends. We all know people that don't show up on time. Even with the studio, when we have podcasts sometimes, we give them a, we tell them the wrong time just to make sure that they're on time. Yep. There's a lot of people in the, in the, in the thread that are talking about, um, you know, time blindness is when you consistently misjudge how long it takes you to do something. People were referring to this as a flaw. They were also self-diagnosing themselves having ADHD. But I wanted to ask you, in terms of this clip, as well as Kodak's concern, A, is time blindness real? And is there a time lateness that should ever be accepted or excused? Yes, to both of those answers. Okay, let's get into it. Because um, I'm someone, you know, I'm, a, I'm anal on time. So. You are, you are. But that's also comes from the ability to, con- to, the ability to control things well. You're what you you are what you are able to manage things well. Okay. A lot of people are not able to manage things well, time included. I remember what is managing time. Managing time is having enough awareness f- with about yourself 
about how long realistically it takes you to complete a task. Okay. To start and complete a task. And also being able to allot the the right amount of time to complete that task, maybe with an extra with a little bit of padding to just in case something doesn't go as planned, right? Okay. Um Okay. I remember having a conversation with my therapist a while ago about equating procrastination with anxiety. Okay. And a lot of times when you have anxiety around being late, similarly to any other any other situation, you manifest the outcome that you're that you're most fearful of, which is being late. You don't want to be late. But you manifest it because you might procrastinate because you you're already in your mind like I'm afraid I'm going to be late. I'm afraid I'm going to be late. So you try to do things but it doesn't always work and then you might get distracted. You might your brain you procrastinate. Procrastination is not always a sign of laziness. Sometimes it really is a sign of anxiety. Mm. Um and I think for some people it's they don't know how to manage time unless it's in unless it's in panic mode unless it is last minute traumatic chaotic kind of situation because then that's that's where they feel like okay well this is they that's where the anxiety is at its peak and that's where a lot of people are that's what people are familiar with and they don't even realize that that's what they've done mm, I, so i'm not i'm not making an excuse i'm not making an excuse for all of it but i in this video in particular i watched this video she started getting ready at 118 here's the thing as women, we have a lot of shortcuts. We take a lot of shortcuts when it comes to hair, when it comes to makeup, when it comes to clothing. There's a, she did a lot in that in that four hours of time that didn't need to be done in that four hours of time. Yeah, she did fucking laundry and dishes. There's no... Well, in my mind, it's like the laundry and the dishes, do they really need to be done right now if you know you have to be somewhere at... But again, right. this goes back to her feeling like she has to get all this done in this amount of time. It's almost like a challenge to herself to try to do it. I don't know. I don't know about time blindness. Time blindness doesn't seem like a real thing to me. To me, I relate it to anxiety. People have anxiety about not being able, not having enough time. So if you don't think you have enough time, you're always rushing. I'm so like anti everything you just said. Only because like, like if First off, especially as an adult, mm -hmm. this is in the grown. This is in the grown portion of yes. this, right? You have had to be somewhere at a certain time in your life, at least since you were seven years old. Yeah. Let's start with grade school. Yeah. Then middle school. Then high school. Then having jobs. Yeah. So the concept of being on time, a lot of you have had the ability to show up on time when it's for work, when it's for school, when it's for things that you know, require you to show up on time. To me, though, mm. to me, though, and, and this mm. is where if you lose your job because of tardiness, you deserve to lose your job. If you yeah. have to do uh, fucking, I don't know, ISS, in-school suspension or detention because mm -hmm. of, you should. There has also been punishments aligned with tardiness yeah. for our entire lives. Not so always, to, though. Uh, Not always. Well, and well, depending... well, for, those, for those two, school and work, which everyone in the US of A has had to attend, there are consequences to tardiness for both of those things a lot of times. So sure. we'll all also say my issue with tardiness and where you see it as a personal thing with anxiety, I view it as a lack of respect for anyone else's time, life, accommodations. And, and, and that's probably why I take it a lot more personal because to me, 
if you have to be somewhere for someone else, especially say mm -hmm. if it's a dinner, oh yeah, if it's a birthday dinner, if it's yes. if it's anything with a reservation, yes. you know a lot of times everyone's not even gonna be able to eat until you're there. So right. to me, tardiness to me has way more to do with the fact that you are selfish and everything is about you and that you don't care about anyone else but yourself. I also think it depends on the environment in which you were raised. I think I think culturally we have accepted tardiness as a representation of our culture. We have. Yeah. CP time. We've laughed at it. But We've laughed at it. We've however, normalized people being late and we've attributed it to doing things our way, which we fight for. We fight about and we fight for all the but, time. But I think that that has a lot to do, if we really get into it, mm -hmm. with wanting to go against the white man. I agree. And I, and I say that in terms of, because we've, we, we've had to be told where to be at what time right. for so long, and if we don't get it right, there's a punishment when we got the freedom to just kind of do whatever, we didn't want to do anything that the white man ever told us to do, including being on time. Right. And so this but also, idea of but CP also, time is still... But me, also the assumption, and the, the assumption is that everyone is going to be late. Especially if you're meeting with a group of people that are also, that are also black. The assumption, she's assuming like, well, I, I'm going to be late. I know my other friends are going to be late. Which, to your point, is the reason why so many of us pad the time and we lie about the start time and we lie about the reservation time and we yeah, say... That shit is selfish. I think, I, but I do think there is something to be said about the fact that some people are not, they've never, they've never really had to, they've never really had to be on time with everything. I think there's certain, like, I remember, I remember people, teachers were late, fucking, and, and if they're late, then they show that. up. I mean... They were. I went to okay. I went to a public school with four thousand kids. I also lived in New York City. People are fucking late. Shit happens on the subway. But I mean, to me, even that, and I ain't gonna hold you. This is where I had a problem with that shit. I used to not be able to get released from my shift until the next person came in. And so when niggas used to use the train as an excuse, I would be living. I, I worked in Brooklyn and traveled from the fucking Bronx and was never late because if I know it takes me fifty one minutes on the train, yeah, I'm not leaving giving myself only a five-minute buffer. Right. I'm leaving, again, in enough time. So that's where, to me, I still just feel like lateness is a very selfish thing at all costs. You already know you can look at your goddamn phones, and now we have, literally, it tells you with traffic, with train delays, with mm -hmm. all that, mm -hmm. how long it's going to take you to There's leave There's plenty somewhere. of apps that There's do. plenty of things. But with this, with this girl in particular, too, though, they're shortcuts, sis. Put your hair in a bun. You didn't need to do all that. She did a whole fucking wash and set, blow dry, with rollers and all this extra shit. Didn't need shit. to do all that. That to me, that to me is where that's that's where I draw the line. Where it's like you really don't have time to do all of those things. Like if you don't have, you know, you have to be somewhere. I love the the few times I know I'm on time is when I don't plan anything prior to. I know we got to be on Monday. Technically, Monday is my workout day. I'm not even gonna do it and play myself by scheduling something in the morning before yeah. we gotta be here. I'm not even gonna play myself. Cause what if something happens with the train? Or what if some now I can't do my now I don't have enough time to do makeup. Now I don't know. Yeah. So I think there's there is something to be said about but I also have anxiety around time because I'm late to a lot of things. But that's also been normalized for me because I've been an artist my whole life. So going showing up anywhere late is expected. But I will say to Kodak's point though, to bring it full circle, with a festival, depending on how late you are. There's a lot of other people that are relying on that schedule to happen in order for everybody to have their allotted performance time. A lot. So I don't think it's a personal thing against him. I think they probably he probably exceeded whatever whatever grace period they might have granted him between artists and had to just move on. And I, I it's not that's not a personal thing. But not thing. only that, it's 
it outside of the lineup because when I went to Rolling Loud, I shared how Ross went on for Wale's set because Wale yeah. was so late. Yeah. And so they swapped sets. And I don't know if maybe because there's a relationship there as well. Of course. But another artist doesn't have to do that because, again, when you're at a festival, it's on your app, it's on the little map. Everyone set times and stages. Always. So, like, even for the fans, your right. your audience might not be in front of you if anything is switched up. Right. Because of... But that's also why they do the call times for festivals when they do them. You're expected to be there yep. three to four hours prior Before, to your set time. Bitch, they had us... Even when... Bitch, and you know, I just did my first festival. They had us Roots there, picnic. what, at like two? And I wasn't going on until so six, 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 or six, six, six or six thirty. But also when one person is late in those moments, everybody else is late. Yeah. So they can't really give you that much time nope. because then it just turns into... But then that also bleeds over into, okay, now it's union worker time. Now it's the sanitation department who have to come in and clean everything up after a festival. There's a lot of moving parts. So with there the are. festival, I don't think he can really take that personally. Um, it is disappointing, but also that that is why they require you to be there three to four hours in advance because they would just rather have you on the premises. So final answer, though, in yes. terms of time blindness and lateness, you believe it's an anxiety procrastination written thing? Not always. I think sometimes, I think sometimes when you procrastinate to get things done, it is because... You are you are anxious about it. And I'm and I think especially since the pandemic, I've noticed with myself and even with other people, there is social anxiety around getting to a place and then getting there too early and having to wait around. And then you have anxiety about waiting for somebody if you're early. Like there's a lot that goes into <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of a lot of outings with friends. Okay. But I do think in her specific case, no ma'am. That's I, not the case I, I here. I want to speak in general. I don't believe... To me, it's disrespectful. In general, I think when other people are concerned... In general, it's selfish. You say you say anxiety and procrastination. I say disrespectful and selfish. In general, I think it's just a, it's just a lack of awareness of the of the situation. I don't necessarily think it's deliberate disrespect. I don't because I because I've 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 watched people that get places that are there early and. When you're there early, it's added time for you to wait. So even if they're five or ten minutes late, because the other question was about the grace period, I think a 15-minute grace period is the most that you need to be allotted. I think a 15-minute grace period indicates that you, regardless of something else went wrong, unless it's like you're flying in from somewhere and your flight was delayed for an hour, like you have no control over something like that. Mm -hmm. In general, I think a 15-minute grace period is acceptable. I'll anything give nobody beyond, grace period. Show up early. Anything beyond 15 minutes and I'm kind of like, mm. Show up early because even if the bitch before me show up 15 minutes late to her nail appointment, when I show up on time, now I have to wait. Like that, even adding that grace period pushes everything back for the whole day. If I allowed a 15-minute grace period in here, by the end of the day, everything would be it would be it would go over late, which means I gotta pay them more. Like that grace period for a lot of shit, for nails, hair appointments. Do you know how many times we schedule our whole day based around appointments? The fact that we actually make an appointment, we expect to be seen during that appointment. So when you sit here and allow grace periods and people to show up late, now again, the selfishness kicks in. Right, well, what You're I'm, ruining everyone else's day for the well, what I'm everyone saying else's is, time for the day. Okay, but that's also rolls over into time management. When you're a person when you are and you are running a service, you always a lot more time. I don't have there's nobody that I've ever worked with that I go to that doesn't at least give a little bit of a grace period, if not for the sake of having even a couple minutes allowing just, to, just grace, to do it more. Allowing a grace period in someone's appointment books, because we allow a grace period for the yeah. hour. Allowing a, the person giving the service, allowing a grace period is completely different. That's than my point, though. No, I'm talking about the people that are showing up late for appointments. If you show up late and I'm allowing you the grace period, 
as as the person giving the service, no, I'm talking about the person showing up late is throwing off everyone's shit. Like as someone, right? Who, what I'm what I'm saying is is it's not throwing everyone's shit off though. If the person who's providing the service has already provided the grace period, no, so they haven't booked somebody that, right but after. But that's what I'm saying. The grace period is for them. So if they know. Okay, I'm going to book you. Well, regardless of what the grace period is for, we grant a grace period because that's exactly what it is. You're granting grace. So if, if I know I can do something in 45 minutes and I book you for the but hour ma- slide. Okay but, and now, but, but it's, okay, but it's almost impossible for anyone to control everything going on and to have everything booked back to back to back to back to back is not realistic is my point. Because there's too many moving parts and there's too many variables. I don't think you can If hold- everyone showed up on time. Then you know that's where that's what just what I'm saying. Still, the people that are showing up late are disrespectful to everybody else, and I'm gonna stick to it because okay. when you showed up late, as soon as I said how that made me feel, you weren't late no more. Yeah. So the fact that if you fucking tell somebody, hey, this is makes me feel some way, yeah. out of nowhere, Bridget, your anxiety then was gone. You weren't late anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean? You can make the choice to I mean, be on time. I, I, still had, I still had anxiety about it. But at least, I mean, I think in my anxiety... But you made, you made the conscious effort. You know what? I can be I on time. I have to figure out how to and do you this. Were, you yeah. were even early. I just have to figure out how to do it. I just had to figure out how to do it. And you did. So yeah. that's where I'm like, to me, it's a selfish thing. Because if it's affecting someone else, this anxiety, this procrastination, whatever words you're using to well, justify so, it, well, can't, because can't some, actually because sometimes Because sometimes people do have anxieties that are, that are, be, that are bigger than them. And that's the that's the grace I'm willing to grant because I don't. I ain't granting no grace, y'all. Oh well, that's I'm I'm always gonna be the one to grant the grace. Show the fuck up on time. I will (laughs) order before you even get there. You're fired. Me firing everybody. Hey, (laughs) I got a lot of motherfucking resumes in that email. I don't like late motherfuckers. And if we eat, I will order before you get there. When I'm done, I'll leave before. Uh, I'll pay my part of the bill. You want to sit and eat? up in here now. It is time. And we have a lot. That's why I was like, let me get through here because we got honest we got and slightly so toxic much. shit to get to. Um, I guess we'll start with some newsy news shit yes. uh, because our honest portion, of course, if y'all do not know, it's current events, politics, and things that are in the news. And I ran across um, something that I found really interesting and wanted your input on it because yes. um, we have been talking about Brand deals, yes, advertisements, yes. influencers. Yes. Uh, we did have that conversation, but Nigeria uh, will become the first country mm-hmm. to ban white and British models in all advertising. Um, they say we have 200 million beautiful people here and we will use our own. Um, Nigeria is banning foreign models of any kind, actually. So not just whites, but uh, any foreign models of any kind. Terrific. Um only Nigerian models will be allowed to model Nigerian products. Um, and I find that to be... Fantastic. Amazing. That's I'm, fucking fantastic. I'm here for that. Uh, Lagos, so. Lagos is the most populated city on the continent. There's 20 million people in the city of Lagos. Probably more than that now. But I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And, and economically speaking, that just makes more sense. Because for the amount of people that live there... The economy is not stimulated necessarily completely by them. A lot of them are right. foreign affairs. Yep. And people are not able to necessarily support themselves beyond what what might be considered minimum wage every, somewhere else. So I, I respect that wholeheartedly. I think that that circulates 
the resources, that circulates yep. the dollar, and it employs more people in their own country. I think it's brilliant. Good job. I, I think it's brilliant. Uh, let's give a round of applause. Round of applause, round of applause Nigeria. Nigeria. We love y'all. Yes. No, I love that. I think that that is, is absolutely wonderful, and I, I hope that other countries yeah. uh, following in those well, footsteps. Well, because it also, it normalizes the image that they see every day. Mm. That should be the normalization. I agree. We should normalize luxury skincare. We should normalize just beauty. Beauty, as far as melanin is concerned, that's still very new. The fashion yeah. and beauty industry still has not figured out how to get it right the when it comes to... The fact that Rihanna had to come out and fucking Girl. give us skin, like all the different the variations of we shades. Have, the fact that we have all these beautifully br beautiful brown yeah. models who literally post on social media, they post on TikTok, they're posting videos and pictures of the makeup that some makeup artists use yes. that is nowhere near their skin complexion or skin tone, or they're allergic to products that are... There's so many. There's so many other options, and 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 they're still so far behind. So I think Nigeria is really taking a step forward, leaps and bounds forward, in the in the industry for models where modeling is concerned. So good for y'all. Yeah, no, good for y'all. Yeah. Um, girl, what you want to do next? You want to do the weekend or Tiffany Haddish and Harry Spears? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and. We're get... gonna keep it happy, and we are gonna talk about the weekend for a second. Oh, that's keeping it happy. It is happy. Okay, I want to know your. So let let them know what happened with the weekend. So the weekend was. I feel like we talk about him every other week. Somehow. We do. <laughs> he was performing and lost his voice in the middle of. No, not the middle. After well, one two song. two songs. He did two songs. <laughs> his second song. He was I, like, thought, I thought it was the middle of a song though. Wasn't he in the middle of a song when someone no. he felt something kind of pop and he left the he, stage he for a sung second? One song fully. And came then, back out and started and the tried, second and realized and realized he couldn't do it. It was done. So done, 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 done. Um. What what did it best? What did it for me was really the crowd's response in understanding. He sounded like I, you know, the video footage of us. You can't really see his face. He sounded like he was crying though. Oh, which to me was like when you are a singer, and I've lost my voice to the point. Where I, I was going to ask you if you've done. It's terrifying. Okay. Oh, okay. it's terrifying. Um, to the point where I had I went to an emergency. I had an emergency ENT give me a steroid shot to get to for my voice to work because I had to sing. I will never forget Jesus. this. I had to sing. America the Beautiful at a Giants at a Giants game at a playoff game. Flex is brought to you by. And I had no voice. I had a show. I had like two shows. I was like in the. I was doing like spot dates. I had like two shows, and I got to New York and I had no. And I literally I had no voice. And I no. think I actually think I had strep throat. I was like was literally like I can't do this. I can't. I have. There's no way I can sing. And they were like, No, you, we have to figure this out. So he called me and T. He was like, Look, I can give you the shot, the steroid shot. It will probably work for you. You'll probably have a voice for about an hour, and then you're going to go back to having no voice. Shut the fuck up. For a week. So I'm terrified, because I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to know. <laughs> Mind you, I'm a, I'm a chronic, I'm a strep carrier. Okay. Since I was a kid. I, so you I just got, get strep throat I get strep throat every year since I was a kid. But honestly, knock on wood, we're going to knock with my foot. Knock on wood, it hasn't happened in like three years. I haven't had strep throat in three years. Okay. Um, also, we wasn't outside because of COVID. Correct. <laughs> um, but what, but when you have it, it just it chronically can come. Yeah. It's just it just happens to you. And it's and and the only way for me to really have gotten rid of it would have been to get my tonsils removed. But also, had I done that, that would have changed my Change voice. Change your voice. I was like, nah, fuck that. That's cool. I'll thug it out. I'll thug it out with with with, with severe flu symptoms once a year for four days. I got it, no problem. Um, and so I never I never got them taken out. So I was terrified. Did the steroid shot, went to the game, sang the sang the song beautifully, was so proud. As soon as I was done, got backstage. I had nothing. It was no. a squeak. It was air. I had nothing for a week. I could not speak for a week. I was walking around with a dry erase board, writing on the dry erase board. 
People thought I was deaf and tried to speak to me in sign. And it when was you, very embarrassing to be like, no. When you sorry. said you heard the audience on the video. They were they were cheering for they him were cheering, and very okay. encouraging and supportive. Okay. Which Because the internet was not. They the internet was not. The internet was not. The bitch. internet was not. But the fans were. And I respect that because I think people really, people are not always, most, a lot of fans are not always sensitive to the fact that artists are still human and they still will have a moment of like, fuck, I can't do this. Like if somebody was doing choreography and got injured and broke something on stage, the show is over. Like, yeah. what can you say? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what can you say? What can? He, what is the weekend gonna do in this moment? He can't keep. He had no voice. What is he gonna? What is he yeah. gonna do? I, I mean, I've lost my voice mid pod before. Yeah, on, on horrible decisions. Like, literally, voice done. Yeah. Like, couldn't say a word. And it's I remember. Scary. And I remember uh, when I did my MTV show, mm-hmm. bro. I was drinking. Like, and I think I hit yeah. you. I got the elderberry stuff. Yep. I was drinking throat coat, like water, tea, lozenges, lozenges all that, honey, all the things. And I literally told, I didn't drink all week. I didn't drink liquor, didn't smoke, didn't do anything that I knew could affect it. And I right. literally didn't see anyone after filming because yep. I was on the set for like eight to 10 hour days yes. talking. And I'm having to project because I'm hosting and not right. Da, da. right. So by the end of the day, you're like, <clears throat> I didn't want to be with no one. I didn't want to talk to anyone after. Right. And I was so scared. Like they put a lot of money into this show. Yes. There's yes. no way I can go without a voice. No. So, but also even for once him, it's, I can once imagine it's gone, the, once it's gone, it's you gone. have to completely stop That's and, you it. Have, and everything. So for him, I can understand. I mean, and we've seen it happen a couple times. Adele had to have surgery. Um, who else who did it recently? Doja Cat recently had to have surgery. Doesn't Mariah Carey have her voice insured? Like I know Tina Turner insured her legs. Yes. I want to say that Mariah Carey actually has her voice insured. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me look that up. Hold on. But. Cause I could just be lying to y'all, and y'all be getting on me when no, I don't do research. No, but I mean, research. it's 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 true. I think I think in those moments it is very terrifying. The weekend it happened to the weekend. It happened to Doja recently. Um, it happened to yes, Mariah Carey insured yeah. her voice for an outrageous sum of money. Um, the star has taken out a thirty-five million dollar insurance policy for her voice. So if she ever loses her voice and can no longer perform. By the way, Mariah, can can I just shout her out? Not only for insuring. Uh, her voice for $35 million. She is the only one that I know to have successfully sued a man for wasting her time. Which, and, when and I won. Tell you, I want and her won. lawyer. Bitch, her lawyer and is that won. nigga, okay? Okay. Mariah, <laughs> okay? listen, you know how I feel about Mariah. She could do no wrong. <laughs> but it's true. I, I, so I, I did, I, I felt, I, it was nice to see that people weren't booing him. People weren't trying to like get him to sing. It was just like, okay, like, I mean, we gotta do what we gotta do. You, you know, you, you, shit happens. Um, but uh, you know, prayers and well wishes to the weekend. It's it's a very scary thing. Oh, Jesse J was the other artist that had oh okay um, that went through it. Uh, and it's it's it is it's absolutely it's incredibly debilitating. So shout out to weekend. I hope you feel better. Hope you heal. Same. Um, and so all the fans that were supportive and supportive of his healing. That's kudos to y'all because after watching asshole fans at Rolling Loud throw shit at Kid Cudi on stage Ugh. to now to now watch an artist who's you know literally going through something really agonizing in front of y'all for y'all to be supportive and encouraging and that is great. So. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. All right. And y'all on to the bullshit. Yo. What kind of fuckery is this? Bro, this is some I ain't gonna hold you. I do feel like Tiffany here caught a stray. Cause I feel like this definitely came out because of the Aerie Spears uh shit last week. Uh, I don't know but about nonetheless, that. nonetheless, very mm-hmm. much, very much uh necessary. So the headlines read that Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears mm-hmm. are sued over alleged sexual child abuse. Um, 
I don't find it to be alleged after the video has resurfaced. Yes. And please don't share the please video. Please don't share. I was if you If you see the video, please, because I watched it, and, I, and please don't share it. It's, do not do not make these children relive relive this this trauma and then and it's a it's a trigger it's a major trigger warning major trigger, major trigger, warning. trigger warning so i'll read what it says and mm -hmm. then we'll get into kind of like our thoughts on it yeah. uh, but according to the lawsuit the children were separated during the shoot jane recalls that haddish told her to remain on a couch downstairs while her brother's shoot took place upstairs um a review of the recording has been made in which haddish plays the boy's guardian and leaves him with spears spears who plays a pedophile uh john spends most of the video um, so they're calling him Jane and John. Yes, uh, just so John, you guys Jane know. Jane and John Doe. Mm -hmm. Jane and John Doe. Um, John, who is the young boy, is seven years old. And in the video, he's cladly dressed in only his underwear, while Spears leers at him through two holes cut into a newspaper. During the sketch, the, the camera zooms in suggestively on the seven-year-old's butt and crotch, and Spears sprays baby oil onto the child's back and massages it into his shoulders in one scene. At another point, the child plays with a train in a manner that suggests phallic masturbation. In another sequence, Spears smokes a cigarette while observing the child nude in a bathtub and then pours water on his feet. By the time the video ends, the child is peering at his babysitter through a newspaper and rubbing baby oil on his shirtless shoulder. And the final line on the screen reads, watch who you, you leave your kids with. Now, that's where Haddish and Spears have come to the defense of themselves claiming that this was a scripted show um, to show, you know, what we deal with in real life, which we've talked about, the pervy uncle. Um, there's definitely been situations where, you know, people are left with the wrong adults and not mm -hmm. aren't aware who they're showing, mm -hmm. sharing their kids with. My problem is that this was pitched to the children as an opportunity to be on Nickelodeon, um, is what I read. And the parents were also not fully aware of what the skit fully entailed. And when you're a fucking parent and want your child to be a star, we saw even with the R. Kelly shit, there's really poor judgment and not looking over fine print, scripts, all so, of that. So this is so that. so here's the the other piece of that, which is why which is why Tiffany Haddish is not getting off. Talk to me. The mother established a friendship with Tiffany Haddish, which is the ah. reason that the children were trusted with her in the first place. Mm. So that's why this is coming. That's why this is not uh. a stray. This is okay. literally epitomizing the point that they were trying to prove about trusting people with your kids. The only reason that it was that, that they were, that the woman, the mother was okay with it was because she had a rapport with Tiffany Haddish. That's mm. why she trusted her kids with her, which was, which was also an incredible violation and betrayal for Tiffany Haddish to not, let make let the mother know really what, what the actual shoot was going to be, which also indicates that she knew it was wrong. Because if you didn't think it was wrong, there's absolutely no reason to not why let the, the mother know. The but also know. to not let the sister know, hey, why don't you just stand by? Here's the thing, right? I lived in L.A. for nine years. I know a lot of actors. I know a lot of parents of child actors. There is protocol for everything involving a child. Mm. Everything. Whether you're filming a commercial, whether you're filming a television show, whether you're doing a movie... There is protocol and there is fine print and there are people present when there are scenes that are traumatic. For like the Sixth Sense yeah. movie, there are therapists on standby. Yes. For moments where it might get a little emotionally intense, it might be physically uncomfortable, whatever the situation is, there's always professionals, licensed professionals right. on deck to make sure that we can we can resolve whatever the issue is with the kid because it is traumatic. Even with adults. Well, with adults too, but with children in particular... 
you're dealing with a child who still has a very vivid and active imagination. Mm. So really being able to, to move fluidly between what's real and what's not is not as easy for, for a kid as it is for an adult. Well, and we saw actually uh, Heath, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like he had... Uh, and he's a grown man. He was a grown he's man. a grown man. But we've seen a lot of... That's why I said, even for adults, yes. when they get into these roles, yes. there's a hard time for them to remove themselves as that character a well, lot of times. Well, just in general with kids, most TV, most, most TV productions and film productions will never even begin to include a kid in something that might be compromising without either people that... Because it's a liability. That's yeah. why you do that. You do it to protect yourself and the kid, obviously, but... Even from a legal standpoint, you would want to have someone at least there to know I what's think going on. They both showed they knew how it was un- wrong. I feel like they, they, they both was showed how wrong. unfunny they really both are. Well, I mean, I've never been a fan personally. I, me neither. So I can't. And I then mean, I love too. Like now that they got that clip circulating around uh, with Marlon Wayans, like she sat in for L mm-hmm. uh, on on the, not L Ellen mm-hmm. on the Ellen show, and. Marlon Wayans was on like a fucking press run for one of his films. And she was like, yeah, why you ain't never hired me? Cause I wanted to be in one of your films. And he, he literally looked at her in her face and was like, because we don't want you to be you. Like literally said to her, like when we, like we want it to be pr- professional on our set. Yeah. And I can't have you just sitting on the crew because you think it's funny. Right. Like pretty much told her you need to, be a little bit more mature before you work with us. Yeah, I think it's just, it's not that I dislike her. I just, I think um, she showed her ass a couple times in ways that to me indicate that what she might think is funny is not, is really it's not, not really funny. That funny. Yeah. For, and it's for anybody. Like, it, it's not funny. I don't like when Amy, I don't like, I mean, Amy Schumer does that kind of shit. And I'm not, a, I don't like Amy yeah, Schumer's ass either. Yeah, she's not And she's funny. white and not, and she's not funny to me at all. <laughs> she's not funny at but all. But it's also like, it, 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 there are certain, but there are certain female comedians that I think are incredible. I would love, I, w- I would love to see, I mean, Natasha Rockwell from Insecure. Yeah. I would love to see her do a stand up or write yeah. or write a, or see more comedic writing from her. Um, Ooh, who's the lady? You know who has Nicole an amazing Byers, stand-up? who I love. Nicole Byers is one of my favorite. I would love to have Nicole Byers on this on this pod. If anybody knows Nicole Byers, add her. Tell her we love her. Would love her. Um, um, I want to get the principal from. Oh, uh, why is my brain in a fucking lock? Uh, oh, Abbott Elementary. Yes. Uh, hold on, let me get her name because if you guys have not yet, it's on Amazon and I believe there's one on Netflix. But uh, Janelle James. Nell James. Bro. The principal from Abbott Elementary is brilliant. Bro, did I wa- no, I didn't watch that with you. No, you sent it to me, though. Oh, my God. Her stand-up is me. Her stand-up <sighs> is brilliant. very much... She... The way she talks about children. Yep. The way she talks about not giving yep. a fuck. The way she talks about, like, living in her, her little big age and moving and doing yeah. what she want to do. And yeah. Janelle James, if y'all have not yet, please see her stand-up. And this is where I want to get to the slightly toxic. Mm. Because if we're going to talk about comedians... Talk to me. Oh, am I talking to you or are you talking to them? Do you want to give it to them? Because I know you put this on the outline. Chris Rock, baby. He's not funny either. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. He was funny at the Kevin Hart show. He was great. Here's the problem that I uh-uh. have. Here we go. Well, we'll, we'll, get, into, we'll get into what happened first. Yes. Um, he did a show in Arizona recently. And uh, during the stand-up, he referenced turning down. The Oscars had asked him to come back and host the Oscars again okay. next year. And he said he turned it down. Um... And said it, it, it didn't make it, it didn't make sense to him to return to the scene of the crime. And then he compared it to mm. the restaurant that uh, Nicole Brown Simpson went to 
uh, and left her glasses at the the right before she was brutally murdered. Um, and there's a couple issues that I, there's a couple things I'm seeing on the internet, a couple threads I'm seeing, and okay. there are there are there are a couple things that I agree with and a couple things I don't agree with. What do you agree with? Because um, I don't I don't agree with much on this. So what do you agree with about this joke? Or about him not returning to the Oscars altogether. What are your thoughts? I just think that um, there are some comedians to me that are out of touch with what is respectful on a on a human level versus what is valuable on an entertainment level. Mm. And I think okay. I think that they have gotten they've been able to blur those lines in a very tasteless way. And I think now. Now you have to be more strategic. Now, now you have to be a little bit more. It, things have to be a little bit more thoughtful when it comes to making a presentation. There's a stand-up on Netflix right now by a white comedian named Sam Morrill or Sam Morrill. I think it's Sam Morrill. Um, but he makes a joke, and shout out to Blue because she actually reposted it, and I was happy that she did. Um, he makes a joke about, um, and it's not even a trans, it's not a joke about a trans person. It was actually a joke about a conversation he had with another uh, heterosexual white, with another heterosexual white man. About trans. About trans. Trans swimmer Leah Thomas, who kept winning races, he said, this is messed up, man. There needs to be an asterisk next to those wins. And I said, I call bullshit. He goes, exactly. I said, no, that you care about women swimming. <laughs> I've known you for quite some time. I've never heard you mention it. This outrage rings insincere. And he said, what if I have a daughter? And I said, you won't. You're 55 and you have a roommate. I don't think it's going to happen for you. He said, what if I raise a girl who turns out to be an Olympic swimming champion? I said, if you can find someone dumb enough to let you come inside her, I can pretty much guarantee that kid is not going to grow up to be a winner. Okay. He was pissed off. He said, it could happen. I never wear condoms. I said, you never wear condoms and you don't have a kid? It's too bad your sperm isn't a trans woman. It would know how to swim. Okay. So he was kind of making fun of, the conversation was about trans swimmers. And basically the joke was that the, this guy was like really upset. This, uh, this other guy, not the comedian, was really upset about the swimmer situation, right? Um, and he was like, well, you know, imagine if I had daughters and... Um, you know, and they and they wanted to compete. And he was like, well, you know, it's, it's you know, thank thank God they, you know, they can't, they can't, if, if they wanted to compete in the swimming, I hope, I hope that, I hope that pans out. I mean, too bad you, too bad you can't have a trans daughter. Like basically validate, like giving validity to like people who are, like, or giving validity to trans people in a conversation where other people who have nothing to do with trans people are offended and put off. Right. By the existence. He's like, well, I mean doesn't matter because you're not swimming in the Olympics. Like, why do you care? You know what I mean? It was very much, it, it was taking the high road about something that really, for the most part, doesn't, which is the bottom line with most people when it comes a, to advocating for LGBTQ+, you, which is it doesn't bother people. So there's a way to do it, right? But it obviously took a lot of thought and and strategic wording and, to, to make it sound. But he's also brilliant. Chris Rock is still brilliant. He is, but I think that, that a lot of comedians, and the majority of them are men, a lot of comedians who have had an incredibly successful run throughout time periods where being crass and saying things that were tasteless were beneficial and 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 contributed well to the routine are now are now becoming a little bit more cringeworthy. It's Some actually, of the stuff is cringy it's now. It's actually funny that you said that because my issue with this joke 
along with the joke he had to Jada Pinkett, to me, puts him back in the 90s and early 2000s Correct. when these jokes were acceptable because a G.I. Jane reference in 2022, that joke had no play. Like, so many people even it went over their head because so many of us didn't, didn't under, like Demi Moore and G.I. Jane and connecting it to the bald head, it was old. A uh, O.J. Simpson joke in 2022, also very dated. And so maybe where again at that lost time, touch. At, at that time the jokes were acceptable. It's now out it's of just touch. like, but also you're comparing you're comparing the reprimand that you, which by the a way, a slap to a, a death, a slap to a to a brutal murder of somebody, right? Um, which was also the other the other aspect of the thread that I saw too, which was, you know, comparing how 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 little the world how little American society thinks of black women. By utilizing this, I don't think this moment is one of those moments where it has anything to do with minimizing black women. I think this moment had more to do with the fact that he's so out of touch that he compared the brutal murder of any woman of any woman. Yep. And the, and and turned tried to spin that into into a level of sensitivity all across the board, which to me is there's not there's never a moment where brutal murder should ever be utilized as comedy, but also. People are making it a race thing because Nicole Brown Simpson was white and Jada Pinkett was black. The only it's, it's a woman thing it, at well, this point. It's, well, it's not just a woman thing. It's just a completely you are completely out of touch to make to continue to think that making jokes about women period is acceptable mm. and that and that and that trying to advance yourself or advocate for yourself is only valid if and when you penalize a woman yeah and I, I just think that's the part of it that i just can't to me that that also speaks to you're out of touch and you're out of date and you should probably stop and revisit the routine on your own before coming back out and trying to continue to do because in my mind it's like you you still don't get it you still don't get it you know the who else doesn't get it who everything you're saying actually aligns with fucking my point that i was gonna say about kanye west oh dear because everything you're saying accountability-wise needs to be held to Chris Rock, even in the comedic sense, to me is where I put seeing the rants throughout. It's been a whole week of rants. I ain't even gonna hold you. This was starting from like when we left the studio last week mm -hmm. and almost every day there's been new fucking tweets from Kanye. But one of the things that he did in terms of coming for Kim was bringing up, uh, of course, it was about what school the kids go to is how it started. Um, mm -hmm. But he went as, as far as to then bash her as a woman and saying that, yeah, I don't need my kids on a, six, on a sex tape or posing for Playboy. And I actually wanted to have that conversation before we get into the other toxic mm. tape of the fact that you, because he also brought up her whiteness, which is, which is why... Which is why when, when you're talking, I'm like, bitch, Kanye. Kanye decided to bring up the whiteness of Kim Kardashian um, as, as well as her past um, of sex tapes and the, the Playboy cover that she had. And it was just so much to me because let me, let me see. I do have a, a thread. Y'all know I found a thread because I stay finding threads. Um, he went on a rant, of course, saying that he's the kid's father um, and started talking about not being able to see them. Threw in Pete's name and all this. But there was so many think pieces um, on the fact that her posing in Playboy, her having the sex tapes, mm -hmm. you choosing her as your wife, you choosing her as the mother of your children wasn't a problem when you were with her. 
You also spent a lot of time trying to get her back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you also did not want to divorce from her, which you made her have to You sacrificed legal... a lot of your personal relationships. Relationships for aligning with her. And her family and her and brand. And her family. And so to me, it's just sick now. What it reminds me of is like the men that take the women out of the strip club or the men that cuff and wife the hoe or the, the, the person that everyone tells them not to be with because they actually love this person. Mm-hmm. And then when the relationship ends, they throw all of these malicious things back at them like they're nothing. And I, I don't know why men do this. I'm sure it's just a way to belittle a woman as mm-hmm. well. But when I was reading these rants, it really sat with me that a he still gets a ton of these supporters. Yeah. But this this if anyone else was acting this way, the family would be sending out restraining orders. This doesn't deem as something that is safe now for Kim. Kim has asked him publicly to stop, sent him messages. He's posted the text messages. And where we where I see so many people scared of the Krishan Rock and Blueface relationship. This is giving I don't I want y'all to stop posting them. It, that part too. No, that I do. Too. Like uh, to, uh, we it's, are, we are at a, we have gotten yeah. to a point as a society and a culture where we have completely desensitized ourselves to domestic violence, and it's not okay. You know what? Stop posting Damn. that couple, please. Damn. Stop that clip you played before goes with this conversation. Well, like to me, we we yeah. we have we are now watching two abusive people be abusive to each other in real time. For our entertainment, and it's not acceptable. No, 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 no. It's not acceptable. I want to keep it on what we were talking about before the pod. This is what happens when someone leaves. The yeah. the clip we listened to, uh, Big Facts Pod, and we'll play it maybe in another episode or on Patreon, but there was a recent conversation of men being like, well, why would you stay with abuser? Just leave. And what's crazy Just call is, the police. And Well, what's crazy is we're literally witnessing with Kanye and Kim what happens when a woman chooses to leave? She is now being literally not stalked. Even, not She's even, being not like, even just harassed. not even just that. Black men in particular, you have no idea how hard it is for a black woman to call the cops on you because it's yeah. a life or death situation. To yeah. call the cops on anybody, yeah, black is a life or death situation. That's a rule. That's a rule for me. I will call everybody else before I call the police. Yeah, there's just no there's, you just can't do that's not that's not an answer. So that was we'll get into that clip one another time. Yeah, but probably another episode. I don't want to hear the I don't want to see Krishan and, and Blueface no more. But I don't want to see Krishan and Blueface. Y'all are still supporting Kanye. Kanye's Kanye coming now for Gap. He's coming for Adidas and he's constantly coming for Kim. And the conversation mm. I don't know. Yes, bro. He's, he's still allowed to see his children. The fact that now he wants his kids to go to Donda, your kids live in fucking Calabasas, where you have a house across the street. Why out of nowhere do you want your kids to go to school in fucking Chicago? Your kids... Well, no, there's a Donda Academy in, in, in Calabasas. Well, regardless... There's a Donda Academy there. They I, live... They live... And, and Kim has custody of the children and are there mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. Kim is... While you're sitting here sleeping in arenas and fucking putting on shows of unmixed albums... Kim is still the mother, whether she has a nanny or not, right. whatever, whether right. her family's involved or not, mm-hmm. they are at this home. And so now for you to be posting text messages where you clearly also see her saying, please stop this. Please stop. My mother now said, please stop. And I know Ray J jumped into it. We ain't even going to get into that. My point still is the fact that Kim knows she cannot be the woman to keep these kids from Kanye because that is the problem, too. Right. There's all these narratives 
that women keep their kids from the, the husbands. And mind you, I have a lot of friends right now with kids. And when I tell you the reasons that women choose that is either because they're abused, mm -hmm. they're, they're with people that they know, damn, do I really want you to influence my child to do what you do? Right. I know you hang around unsafe people. Right. Do I want my child to be in a room with you while you have niggas that sell drugs? Like, I'm also friends with so many women that just literally set up parameters. And men with their egos have so much, like, oomph in their chest that parameters and boundaries set by the mother of the children are too much for them to abide by. So now they'd rather just, oh, you trying to keep my kid from me. Like, and that's my problem too with this. Like, he's kind of tried to allude to that even during the birthday. And that's my problem with seeing this, especially as a woman in her 30s now with a lot of friends, with children. And watching, watching those and kinds watch, of situations And watching play out. a lot of the situations, y'all don't even understand. Like, when a woman literally just sets boundaries or time limits or constraints or, hey, I don't want these people around my children when they're with you, I see so many men throw tantrums and then just be like, well, fine, bitch, since you're trying to keep me from my kids, I ain't got to see that motherfucker anyway. Here's your child support and go. And what sucks is the narrative by so many men are that, oh, she's trying to keep me from my kids. And so there are so many ways that women... Women don't want that narrative on them because so many women that I know don't choose to be single fucking mothers. Right. They actually would prefer to have a full family in the home. Right. And so when men are out here creating the she keeping my kids for me, maybe it's because you beat her ass. Maybe it's because you hang with niggas that she don't want her kids around. Maybe it's because she knows that when you're really around him, you let in all of your different girlfriends Watch the kid because you really don't even have the, the the mental capacity to be a father even when your child is in your presence. Well, there's there's several things happening. There's here. so many. There's several things happening here. Girl, um, you just know I'm I'm dealing with that right now with like yep, multiple yep, friends. Yes, and I know so I'm it's just a, like it's a it's a sore spot. Yeah, like but fuck out of here. But I also I also I also have I also have some some inside information around how some of this has escalated, and unfortunately because we are dealing with Celebrity people, the only people that are suffering from this and by this the most kids. are the children. Always. Now, with the Donda Academy situation, I, I can understand why Kim would not want them in that school. I think, I think it, it's clear that she is attempting to create a reality for them, a world for them, outside of just everything that's attached to, these, to, to their two globally famous parents. Mm. Because it's distracting. It is. You don't. Uh, Northwest at the Donda Academy would be treated like a fucking mascot. Let's be honest. <laughs> she would. You're right. It's her dad's school. Like how many other how many other shadows are y'all gonna create for this for these kids to fucking exist behind? Oh, that's a good point. So in my mind, when when I'm reading some of that, I'm like, this is not. A, I agree with you. This is not a situation of them trying to keep the kids from him, but rather trying to trying to create or a, allow them yeah. to have an environment that isn't about him. Yeah. And so I think that that's 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 something that we haven't really we we haven't really touched on with this particular situation, but also um, co-parenting is really fucking hard, and so and I know people that do it. I have friends that that are single parents that are men and women, and they are figuring out how to co-parent, whether one has primary custody or it's joint custody, and yep. it's really it's hard. fucking difficult so my hat is off to people who co-parent consistently and do it well yeah because it's Hats a lot of fucking you. work it's not easy and so for these two people we're dealing with two 
spoiled, entitled, ego-driven celebrities who at their best are completely indecent with each other, at, at their best are still completely indecent with and disrespectful of each other. Yeah. And at their worst are just completely inhumane. And they're just not, they're not, they don't operate from a humanistic standpoint, which is very tough too, when there's other people involved, i.e. their children. So it's it's a little, the, the mud throwing to me is so damaging for these kids because the older they get, the more access they have to it. So no matter what school North and Psalm and Shy go to, and somebody's going to have a phone and Saint, they're gonna, somebody's going to have a phone. Yeah. And someone's gonna pull up a pull up the, the screenshot I mean, text we, we of, of Kanye saying to her mom that she's on the toilet we sending see, him this text. We see what they were doing to uh the Obamas. Even when she was in college, she couldn't even have a fucking joint <laughs> without somebody taking a photo and leaking it to the press. So it's very and 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 again, they did the right thing and not even we're not even commenting yep. on it because she's a fucking kid. Yeah. Let her let her live her life. She is entitled to her own life. And it's upsetting to watch this unfold. But I will say the Kardashians have previously villainized him mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And it's very difficult for somebody, especially a black man who's been villainized and demonized in the way that he has, to come back and, and show up in an honorable way, in a way where in a way where he can still be respected as a man and as a father without completely cowering and 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 compromising everything that he thinks is right as a parent. And so he just got to give somebody his phone. He's been at his breaking the way. Right, and he's been at his breaking point for a while that now. Ain't the way. And so at this point, I really hope that somebody steps in and and for Chris Jenner who is the oldest person obviously in this entire thing, she's the matriarch of this whole situation. I think some of the responsibility and onus should also fall on her to incorporate some sort of mental and emotional support and mediation for these children as the grandmother. That's well, she what you may. need to do. I really hope that that's, that that's being prioritized yeah. and that the, the focus and the attention is on that. Kanye needs help. We all know Kanye needs help. But I think as we always, we, we still have to address the, the multiple truths that exist that are layered about Kanye, which is that he's still a, he's still a valuable human being. And we have, and we have allowed a, an incredibly successful and famous and popular white family to build him up and break him down multiple times on a public forum. We've watched it a lot. And that can also, that can be true just as as it is true that he, he is a narcissist who is visibly emotionally out of control. Both of those things exist simultaneously. Okay. Everybody just needs help in this situation. But to me, my, 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 as much as I feel for Kim, I still feel like my 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 sympathy is with the kids. My sympathy is not with these oh, two grown yeah, ass no. fucking people. I say that too for the kids. But yeah, yeah. I ain't got no sympathy. But for I Kanye. but I, I agree. I, I do think that a lot of he chose um, that white woman. He did. He chose that. He did. Woman with a sex tape previously. That woman on Playboy. That woman with a family that we were all very well aware of. Yeah, the the sex like, shaming thing is very strange. He to also me. made that decision the same way. P.J. Washington made the decision he made, and now he's marrying another Instagram model. Like, I don't take away the accountability of these men to choose who they sleep and procreate with. Y'all choose to sleep with these women. I just think everybody, yeah, and everybody's responsible for their own shit. And so don't bring up the whiteness 
after the fact. But also, you knew she was white when you, you put sure your black did. dick inside of her. You sure did, bro. You knew she had a sex tape when you laid down with like her four times. When you procreated that. with her, like well, three. I don't, when was the surgery? I don't want to hear none of that shit. Uh, yeah. Anyways, before we get into music, I wanted to ask if you saw the Kendrick video till we cry together. I did. You did. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, because we've shared our thoughts on that song. Yes, it's very toxic, but now there's visuals to it. And I saw a lot of people like, yo, couples really talk like this? Yo, this is really a thing? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, now that there is a visual aspect to it, Mm -hmm. if you feel like it's something that could or will have potentially a negative impact on how we view healthy relationships or relationships altogether. Because there were so many people that were saying, A, they were triggered, but B, tagging their partners and like, this is us. And... It was almost like being praised, like, oh, not not this being my relationship. Ooh. Still also not being something great to watch. No. But so many people like feeling like, yeah, this this be my relationships. Well, I think that it's complicated. There's two parts. There's the part where Look at you with this two sides of a coin ass all day. No, 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 no. It's okay. it's sad because the two parts of it to me are one, people who are in situations like that are usually embarrassed by them. Ah, okay. And so the idea that they're not alone, this is one of those, oh my God, I'm not alone moments. Okay. Where it's where there's a sense of connection and relatability, okay. which they may not have previously had. Valid. Um, and the other part of that is too, is that it is something that's very real and that we have we all connect with on some level, whether we participate in a relationship like that or not. We've seen we know somebody that has, or we know somebody that still is, or we know right. somebody that might have done that in the very beginning and then they've since grown out of that 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 exchange of behavior. Do you know if he had let me let me check the YouTube. I would love to know if he I couldn't, at least I used couldn't it. get through the whole thing. I would thing hope he used I his just... platform though. Oh yeah, no, me neither. But I told y'all I already hated the song anyways, but I would be curious to know if he actually put like the domestic abuse hotline uh number either in the video or on the description. I'm looking now. I don't remember. Oh, I'm looking now. I didn't see it at the end. No. Thank you for our team. He tagged everyone else. Um, this, to me, is a missed opportunity from his team. For this song, um, for the visuals to now be out, mm-hmm. I would have liked a call to action at the end. Hold on. So it's not in the... No. The very last credit? Nope. It just says Kendrick Lamar and Jake Schreier, whatever. I think this is a missed opportunity for for what this album did numbers-wise, for how so many people do feel triggered or it's bringing awareness. Yep. I think something like this, this is domestic abuse. 100%. And so, to me, there's a missed opportunity with the whole team, with the visuals now being dropped, for the domestic abuse hotline not to be a part of, Mm -hmm. of this. Which I think was part two for me was the okay. messaging behind it is more it needs needs it's to more be, entertainment and it's not it needs to be intentional it yeah needs, it needed to be more intentional than it was um and that's the part that i was a little disappointed i was Same. like yeah, i don't even want to really get into this but i do think that um you know again it's i think we're all really tired of watching black trauma play out mm-hmm. um surely and so even 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 if it is important to see, I think the intention of the message still needs to be not just about bringing awareness to something, but also providing resources for people to resolve some of these situations. And I think there's access of, you know, we have to just keep pushing the message of, of access and encouraging people to right. seek 
you know, seek out the help and support that they need, depending on, you know, what aspect of position they're in. But I, yeah, I, that's, that's the other thing for me. I think we all are constantly looking for ways to relate to other people and relate to each other. And I think it's, well, it me. sucks that's when that's a way. I ain't, I ain't trying to relate to nobody. It sucks when. Bitch. I'm be me, bitch. Except bitch. That's why that they be like, oh my God, how does men do think this way? And it's just because I ain't trying to be like nobody else. I got that's my true. thoughts. Y'all should have your own thoughts too. All right, guys. So you know it's about that time. It's time for Freshly Squeezed. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Okay. By the way, someone uh, <laughs> left us a comment and was like, when y'all finally do live shows, mm -hmm. I can't wait for everyone, everyone to, sing to sing Freshly Squeezed. Freshly Squeezed with I'm the gonna yeah, love it. baby. I'm going to love it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so what do you have? New music. You know it's a motherfucking Tuesday, so Girl. let's bring in some new music with it, baby. So there's a couple artists that have dropped some things, and I am a fan. Um, so Medina. Yes. Okay. So Medina is an artist, and actually, I found her through uh, Adiv by Fern Alex. Okay. Um, and she is... A really, she's a she's a really dope artist. I love her voice. Um, she's in the Afro pop genre. Yes, okay. yes, she is. Um, and on Instagram, it's S Zero Medina, so Medina. Um, but so she has a song called Rolling Loud. All right, we gonna get and into it. And I thought it was I great. I like the cover art. The it cover was, art looks cute fun. for the summer. Even though the summer over. Even though yeah. it, it's, a cute, it's a cute summer yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know I be trying to hold on for summer with dear life. I got a desperate for summer. that I found that I love because Talk to me. I am obsessed with Sid from the internet. I love her. Um, and Duckworth is also another artist, incredible R&B artist that I am a fan of. Um, and they have a song together called Sesswa. What's it called? Sesswa. C-E. Sesswa. -E. Oh, wait. Nope. I'm on the wrong Duckworth. I'm like, it ain't this white man, is it? Nope. Surely <laughs> it's not. Duckworth. You said, I'm not, we're not talking, oh, Ses. Oh, yeah, you said it. Seswa. This is Duckworth featuring Sid. Come on with the naked body on the back of the mo motorcycle. Yes. I'm here with it. All right. There we go. There we go. Oh, you came with the bounces today. You know I've had to, every week I have to look for I got songs. a new bag of tricks I want to try out. We can dip stick shit to the hideout. Right. Little mama with the vibes, want to vibe out. She like the way the diamonds still dance with the lights out. She says she feels adventurous and nice to swap. Open up the freezer for the ice mean? out. Tell me something, huh? can I place What's this on your belly button? Watch your know, ice melt. Why don't you can thank your thighs now? Tell the truth, I just wanted an excuse to talk about the sweetest things that I would like to do. Right. The love below is calling in, I got the sweetest tooth. Call me like candy man and I can feel like poof. 
Started with a spark and now we burning down the roof. Fire in the living room, I know what to do. It's water in the basement, tsunami in the oof. You know I had to go down on you. You got a rough side, let it show sometimes. You should let it go sometimes, my bad baby. We must be speaking a different language. I mean, tonight. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Do I want to know all the languages? Yeah, yeah. That's a dope-ass wish. I might steal your wishes. Those are good. Hey, not you want to steal my wishes, I want to, I want to teleport, too, so you be hey. like, yeah, so... Uh, Bitch, I'm going to pull on the beach. you, beach. Yes. <laughs> Let's go get a tan, ho. <laughs> um, I have two songs as well. Yes. Um, Y'all know I'm I'm doing the hippity, hippity, hippity hot, and they don't stop. Uh, so Jeezy is back, mm. and I'm so happy. He has a song with uh, DJ Drama, and of course, like me, where my writing credits at, it's called, <laughs> it's called I Ain't Gonna Hold You. Um, and I just love to see Jeezy back. Jeezy a whole baby father with his wife. He's a husband. He's a husband or whatever. Um, but it's getting the Jeezy that I like. Can't walk a mile off in my air force. That's what it's getting. Let's go. I ain't gonna hold you. Feel like I got the world on my shoulder. Remind me of when I'm the boldest. Kiss me in that all white thing, chilling at the red light, top down, and that motherfucker gorgeous. What yeah. about that raw old AP with the black face? Shit, that motherfucker black and it's a vulture. You rolling with a real when the mix really love me out here like they love such a slim and I know you. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, your boy love bipolar. Half general, half soldier. Yeah, got a handful of hair while I hit it from the back while a real nigga blowing on some doja. Yeah, I'm gonna fold her. When I get done, I'm a motor. Same time, keep my composure if you keep making them face keep talking to me right in the morning i'ma roll it back over playtime's over can't give you motherfuckers closure real niggas only no poses if you really got it out the mud like the rollie on your wrist not the motherfucking dirt up off your shoulders i ain't gonna hold you nigga really got it with the soda really hit them needles in the motor yeah nigga really made them deals on the first and the third cause a nigga really try to hit his quota you know Just like this, show lamb, show lamb, and because I got a raspy voice, mm -hmm. my other song is from that girl. Uh, Y'all definitely probably know her uh, because hello, she is that girl. Okay, and we've been screaming F and F uh, for the whole year, but she just dropped another single as well called Blessed. Uh, mm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that before we get on out of here. Uh, this is Blessed by Glorilla. And she coming through with the deep voice. I love it. Cool. Shout out to you. Next time you in New York, we need you on this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Please. <laughs> on the gun. Hey. On, on the gun. He got 99 problems and the biggest one is me. He got all of these little bitches and the biggest one is me. Keep a mug up on my face. I know they trying to get the tea. I don't be fucked up by nothing because I be smoking weed. Hey, it's cool to have a way more things So my niggas sweet If you want the buddy back You gotta tell me please Money long check Puss good check Mama straight check Right now I'm feeling blessed Right now I'm on a yes And now I'm planning on letting up We probably won't be popping shit If nobody was mad at us I'd rather 
give the people hope It's pointless to be giving folks Keep it around my neck and like my ops When they be licking cause they piss Hey, yeah, I'm in Cali now Now I'm in NYC On the way to Miami But I'm from Tennessee Living in the suburbs now I still got rash tendencies I'm just up now, they throwing shots I still be drinking Hennessy My yellow bumping ass I'm feeling like a speed bag As soon as I heard I still be drinking Hennessy I was like, oh, the bitch gotta be 24 yeah. Cause baby, either was, that, either that, or forty-five. I, I ain't gonna hold you. I was in the same. Cause most of us, most of us in the most of us in the middle learned our lessons early in the. Not 20s. only that, I realized how not only having money but being older allows you to have the choice of of liquor that is free. One of the other. Well, but either way, go e Either way, there's certain liquor I ain't drinking. Woo, baby. So you you shout out that well, hand dog. Vodka, I'm like, Ooh, vodka no. is my fight drink, so that's why I can never drink vodka, That's what everyone says, but if you just drink it No, I don't some... think that's what everybody says. A, a, lot, of, a lot of people feel that way about dark liquor. If you, if you just have it with the club soda, you good. Y'all don't even know. It be the sugars that be beating y'all's asses, okay? It be the cranberry, the pineapple, and the OJ. Those are the things that when you get older, just stop. It's oh, well, the sugars that be whooping y'all's ass. But it's, that's for the hangover. It's not a hangover for me. I want to fight on vodka. That's the thing. Vodka does not agree with my body. I mean, you aggressive body. all the time. I know you be kumbaya, but you look like you you ready to fight all the time. No, tequila. No. I'm happy. Tequila. I'm happy. Hennessy. I'm happy too. Hennessy. I'm horny. Let me let me let me oh, let me change God. that. Hennessy. I'm ready to fuck. I tequila. Don't want any dick. Henny cooch. Nothing. Nah, that I love shit it. is. I'm all here that for it. That shit is nuts. Um, and tequila. Tequila. I just want to keep the party going. But yeah, no vodka. I be wanting to fight. It's it's tragic. But you know, such is life. All right, such is life. Such is life. So well, y'all, we, we about to get on out of here. We getting out of here, too. I know you got something. Oh, wow. Yes, we getting out of here to this. Wow. This is what I wanted to start with. So we going to end this way. All right. Y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of See The Thing Is yeah. podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Please. Rate five stars. Leave a comment. Boost us up in the charts. Yeah. Also, we are on YouTube. So if you want to watch Baby. the full episode filmed here at Full Court Studios, go on over to our YouTube and hit that yes. subscribe button because we trying to trying to get up on the subscribe and we dropping episodes every also, Wednesday got the titties out. Yeah. I got the legs and thighs out y'all better get used to it while you can we about to be back we about to, to be back in our background dancer fits for the, for the next Barry, couple seasons and don't come for us bitch it be cold Sheesh. it be fucking cold Sheesh. so y'all we will be doing our subheads again soon anyways yes. thank you guys again hit that subscribe button support us and join us on Patreon and enjoy the rest of your week we'll see y'all on Friday yes bye Something like a pentagon Strike with the forces of King Solomon Letting bygone be bygone And so on and so on I'ma teach these cats How to live in the ghetto Keeping it retro Yeah, we gotta get Maya on the couch Lay low Let my mind shine like a halo Politics with ghetto senators On the D-Lo